Hello again, everyone, and welcome back to the King Kong Minute Podcast, the show where we analyze, scrutinize, and celebrate the 2005 film King Kong, one minute at a time. My name is Terry. And my name is Steven. And today we're going to be talking about minute number 99. Love how we are clipping along with these. 99 is going to be starting with Anne looking kind of quizzically and almost pityingly at Kong, and it is going to end with a slightly toned-down version of Florida. Toned down? Toned down. (laughs) Yeah, that's fair. You (laughs) you live in Florida. Am I wrong? That is actually fair. What what these poor souls are about to go through, it's like, man, that's rough, but, you know, (laughs) doesn't hold a candle to Florida. (laughs) Take the mosquitoes from, what was that, two weeks ago? Mm Mm-hmm. And, and then put them here, and yes, that's that's Florida. That's what happens when I walk outside. <laughs> it's a fight for existence every day. It really is. If it's not the mosquitoes, it's the crackhead at 7-Eleven. <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, oh, I you laughed. You thought I was joking. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I know you're serious. I laugh at your pain because I'm your best friend. <laughs> there you go. You know, sometimes oh, man. sometimes I forget how much your daily existence in Florida is truly like living in Fallout. So, <laughs> I make jokes. Or is it Borderlands? Both mm. Fallout lands. No border lout. No, nope, mm. I quit. Um, <laughs> yes. So the swamp is. Uh, well, we'll get there. We're not at the swamp mm-hmm. yet. I'm sorry. No, never mind. Forget everything I just said. Yeah. So back on track with this. Yes. Minute. We're starting off with Anne looking like kind of confused. It just. Kong's antics, but a little quizzical. But like we said last time, she like she kind of pities him as mm-hmm. well. It is a rather like, kind of quizzical exchange that she just watched. And I, I forgot to mention this last time, but I really loved the previous minute leading up into this because this is the first moment where this is no longer a woman captive by a ferocious animal. Mm-hmm. This is the first moment where these two are interacting on something else entirely. This is when Anne really truly does realize that Kong is aware and is at fully intelligent as anyone she's ever met and mm-hmm. can react to her, respond and understand her. They can communicate to a certain extent. And mm-hmm. you, you can kind of see that expression on her face. The situation is changing here. This is not the situation she fully thought it was. And, yeah, maybe she doesn't necessarily want to be in it, but there's something more here. And you can kind of see her trying to, like, fully consider that and grasp that. And we could, we just cut back to just some sort of sidelong searching looks from Kong, which, again, you know, shout out to Andy Serkis for <laughs> selling us on this big guy, but he you could just see the full range of emotions and the sort of torment and the complexity going through the big guy here. Oh yeah. There's almost, I don't think there is any spoken dialogue in this minute, but so much is said, so much is communicated for sure. And if this was like a play or something, this would be the end of act one, you know, like this is, Oh, everything has changed. This is where things are now going to be different for the rest of the, you know, story. Mm-hmm. Um, not that there hasn't been a Broadway musical for King Kong because there has, and we Ugh. haven't talked about it, <laughs> but <laughs> there was one and I haven't, uh, there was a video on YouTube. I tried watching it once it got taken down. 
It's no longer anywhere, so you can't really watch it. But anyway, <laughs> I tried. Um, uh, check out our Patreon. That might be a future episode. Maybe. Maybe. If we um, can find it. If we can find it. But, yeah, the whole the whole point here is, um, yeah, it would. This is very telling. Mm. Um, um, yeah, so this is where everything kind of takes a complete a complete turn mm-hmm. um, because yeah, up till now it's been scary monster damsel in distress. And suddenly it's almost like the monster's in distress and she's the one who's she's his therapist, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, she does a, she brings him out of his isolation, gives mm-hmm. him something to care about, which yeah. he, he maybe has not had since his family died, you know? Like, what was the last thing that Kong felt attachment towards? Yeah, no, it's like I said, probably when his um, familial circle was still around. Mm -hmm. It's probably the last time that anyone ever interacted with him enough to tell him no. Right. Which is why... And so... Yeah. Sorry, which is why I think it's like he reacts so strongly to that. Yeah, you know, he hasn't been told no in God knows how many years. And, you know, he can't be happy about it, but at the same time... And I think we kind of see this when when he finally calms down. There is something reassuring, I think, in that. Because that means mm. that someone is actually interacting with him enough to care to tell him that, if that makes sense. Yeah, that, that definitely makes sense. I think, um, yeah, it, you're, you're right. And I didn't even think about it. It just keeps playing over in my head what you have just said mm-hmm. um that this is a complete flip this is where everything changes this is where the melodrama comes into the action adventure mm-hmm. you know it's this is where it becomes a sli- slightly more like a soap opera no yeah um and <laughs> there's like, more emotions now it's not big scary mm-hmm. monster yeah and it's like yes and does immediately run you know kong mm-hmm. leaves and she takes her chance and she goes that that makes sense mm-hmm. that is what a sane person would do you, right. you take the out that the universe has given you. For some reason, hey, this gorilla is actually intelligent and seems to be okay if I leave. So I'm going to leave. <laughs> exactly. But, so something else I just realized as you were saying that. Um, 33 and 76 don't have an equivalent scene. Nope. No, they there don't. is no equivalent scene. Those movies, Kong is entirely creepy. Possessive. <laughs> creepy or, and possessive. Uh, yeah, exactly. Whereas this is the first time we see another layer to both of them. Anne's mm-hmm. not just a damsel in distress and Kong's not just a scary monster. Yeah. Now that, so they don't have equivalents. This is a brand new thing Jackson brings to it. And I think it, it makes the story mm-hmm. a lot better. Yeah. The 76 film tried to add Oof. more depth to Kong and it's in a few scenes. I will give it in like one to two scenes. It does succeed to a certain extent that you do feel sympathy and empathy for the big guy. But just like everything else in the movie, it is undermined by something else that happens at another part in the film. Like anything, yeah. anything they try yeah. to do, anything they try to set up is hollowed out or undermined by another part of it. So, so here we go on that note. I have, I have this topic that I'm just going to talk about. Okay. We got time. It has nothing to do with King Kong, but what is with exactly what you said, yeah, right. This is with exactly what you said, right? So something that happens undermines the emotional impact they tried to attempt. Yes. My main complaint with that exact scenario happens in Harry Potter. Okay, tell me more. Severus Snape. 
Oh, 100%. Yeah. The good guy or bad guy debate. No. Guy sucks. It's, I'm sorry. It's entirely undermined with, as a headmaster of a school, he allowed uh, teachers to have their students torture 11-year-olds. Yeah. Yeah. Use the Cruciatus curse on 11-year-olds. I don't care what else he did his entire life. I don't care how much he loved, read, was obsessed with Harry's mom. Yeah. I don't care how much he's a bad guy. <laughs> Yeah, no. Sorry. Even, anyway. <laughs> yeah, no. It's like he allowed students to be tortured under his watch. I don't care. Say whatever you want about maintaining his cover. Still allowed mm-hmm. kids to be tortured and was mm-hmm. summarily okay with that. Past mm-hmm. that, he was a horrible teacher and tortured kids oh, on yeah. his own plenty of like plenty of years before mm-hmm. any out and out Death Eater regime. Um, yeah. You may have noticed just from my little outburst there that the Harry Potter <laughs> books were a large part of my childhood. <laughs> Go figure. Um, yeah. Uh, I also, you know, in years have complicated feelings with that now. <laughs> and uh, sadly, for the sake of some of my friends, I don't need to go into detail there. Um, but no, like, you know, I, I even got duped for a while, you know, following the end of the last book um, when mm-hmm. it was published of feeling that, you know, Snape was deserving of redemption and deserving of a second look. It's like, no, no, mm-hmm. he made his choice and he was a horrible mm-hmm. person through and through. The fact that he was obsessed with Harry's mom at, when they were children does not redeem him at all because he did absolutely nothing to help her, to actually be a true friend to her. All mm-hmm. he did was harbor this longing, nostalgic obsession for her that. Mm-hmm. She ultimately never reciprocated. So and it's and just... he carried this grudge yeah. against against this object of his obsession, uh, her husband. Yeah. Right. He carried a grudge against her husband onto an eleven year old child and yes. literally verbally abused him in a classroom. Yeah. <laughs> like I yeah, just no, I can't. No, no, no. Absolutely. Like <sighs> the the garbage that you see people forgiving because of one sentimental scene in a memory between Snape and Dumbledore, the, but the mm-hmm. amount of previous garbage that you see people just wish away and just f- forgive and forget somehow immediately the, of like harm that he did to kids. Neville's greatest fear was Snape. He terrorized yep. that boy. Yep. So yeah, no, screw him. <laughs> now I, I have had teachers that I have been like, Afraid of in a, like, not in a, not like that. Definitely afraid of in a, I I probably wasn't performing well in their class and was more afraid of a stern talking to. That's a very different thing. That's yeah. not the kind of fear Neville was experiencing. Right. But I've also experienced fear of teachers that was absolutely not the kind of fear that I should be experiencing. Of mm. them actually intimidating me and scaring me and that is not that's not okay what should happen i was i was very fortunate i had great teachers most of my life with everything so i was very fortunate there but yeah that is good sorry so side side story out of the way i'm glad i'm glad we both could get that off our chest Um, yes dear listeners you know agree or disagree with us as you will but you know this is our platform this is our chance so there it is (laughs) or if you're a king kong fan and know nothing of harry potter you've just been confused for the past five minutes and we apologize so you know this is a variety this is less of a podcast more of a variety show for being perfectly (laughs) honest i mean you know we we got something for everybody here it's a medium to yeah. just it, this is our vehicle to air out our personal issues. We start with the, the guys of talking about. I got some problems, and you're all gonna hear them. 
our uh, the vehicle is Big Monkey, but we've actually come <laughs> to, to have a group therapy session. Oh man, I'm sorry, everyone. <laughs> hey guys, was... you, at this point, as I've always said, you're nearly a hundred episodes deep with us. You knew what you were getting into. Oh my gosh. Yep. All right. Well, anyway, yes. Yeah, so, so Anne takes the opportunity and runs. Actually, before she runs, uh, Kong does this really cool, like swinging over the archway thing yeah. to get out, of, and he just vanishes. Um, it's just, it's just a cool visual, like the way he just mm-hmm. swings around it. It actually reminds me. You know what? This is weird. Universe colliding. Whatever. What I'm trying to say is, we just talked about Transformers. The only thing I remembered about 2007 or nine, whatever it was, Transformers was Starscream transforming in midair as a jet and grabbing onto the archway and swinging up and around. I don't know if you remember that. Okay, that one was cool. (laughs) Yes, exactly. So this reminds me of that, him swinging Mm. around the archway like Um, that. This is also the first and only... um, Okay, I still haven't seen... um, Oh, uh, Kong Skull Island um, Mm -hmm. or Godzilla vs. Kong. So I can't say... I can't speak to those. But I can say that, if nothing else... Jackson's version of King Kong is the first version showing the big guy actually doing ape crap, as in swinging around with body language that actually like actually maps to simian body language and behavior. Um, obviously, the first yeah. one was just you know stop motion puppetry. There's only so much mm-hmm. they could do. The '76 version was a guy in the suit. Um, mm-hmm. We've talked about that at length about how the body language yes. just wasn't there. It was so very clearly a guy in the suit. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is the first one where Kong actually feels like a massive gorilla Mm -hmm. maps to that. And the difference really is there. He feels like an organic part of the environment on Skull Island. It is believable that this is a massive, um, gorilla dwelling in this primeval jungle. So I, I actually, I love the new version of Kong, the movies. Okay. Uh I love Kong Skull Island. I love uh, Godzilla versus Kong, but I will give you that entirely. That's the one thing that's always bothered me. He doesn't really go on all fours or do ape-like stuff. He he's never goes on all fours in Kong Skull Island, and in uh, Godzilla v Kong he does a little bit, but for mm-hmm. the most part he's bipedal. Um, I wanted him to be more gorilla like this one, but he wasn't, and that's I I learned to accept it eventually. But that that is my biggest complaint about the new version of Kong, is that he doesn't. Mm-hmm. He doesn't ape. Yeah. Doesn't does not do monkey. <laughs> he does not do monkey. Uh yeah. But anyway, um yes, Anne runs off, she gets her chance, she leaves. Makes mm-hmm. all the sense in the world. Good on her. I wonder how well that'll play for her. I'm sure the movie's about to end cuz I'm sure the sa- mm. sa- yeah, sailors will find her and take yeah, her. I'm sure it'll be fine. And then yeah. meanwhile, back at the ranch. <laughs> back in Florida. Yep. Back um, in the Everglades. So, I don't remember if I mentioned this before, but I'll bring it up now. You can see behind-the-scenes stuff uh, in some of the swamp scenes. You have, um, you know, set designers and stuff. They took styrofoam, colored it green, and then shredded it and put the, you know, shredded styrofoam, like, beads on the water for that stagnant, swampy effect. Mm -hmm. So, that's how they got that, like, green Mm -hmm. scum on the top of the water. Some creative, practical set work. Yep. Um, and it looks really good. You can see, it looks really gross in the video as they're doing it, but I hey, believe it. You know, 
Yeah, and that's where the minute ends, and it looks that's like it. a pretty peaceful raft ride. I'm sure it'll stay that way. <laughs> it'll be like Pirates of the Caribbean, yeah. just sailing yeah. straight through. Yeah, go wrong. What Actually, could go small wrong? World. Let's go small world. Uh, I'd rather do Pirates Much of the more Caribbean. Much more peaceful. I'd rather do well, Pirates of the Caribbean. Well, so would I, but more peaceful. <laughs> I think small world is more violent. It's more violent Let's than my go. ears. <laughs> Let's go living with the land. Let's cut the There we man. go. <laughs> living there with we the go. land. All right. Actually, that has a swamp scene in it, so doesn't it? Yeah, at the beginning. Yeah, I think. So there you go. All, All right. right. Um, that that's where this minute ends. So, mm-hmm. um, well, we mentioned it earlier in the episode, so might as well just go ahead and plug that Patreon. Sure. We have um, got. Some... Go for it. You go for it. Okay. Okay. Cool. <laughs> we have got some good orbital Kong related content or content trademark. But I'm. S- Um, We cover the original film directed by Marion C. Cooper, the 76 film associated with Dino De De Laurentiis, uh, (laughs) who really wanted his name all over that project for some reason. The mistake. Um, And we will be covering uh, Kong Skull Island, Godzilla vs. Kong, as well as a few other tertiary ape-related projects (laughs) that aren't specifically King Kong, but are definitely, um, shall we say, ambitious mock-ups. Yeah. We'll get there. It's going to be a good Ambitious. time. Ambitious our, is a good word. Check out our Patreon. We have links in our usual postings that you can find easily. And we really appreciate any support you can send our way. It's some good extra content if you're not already satisfied with the glut of episodes we are pumping out. <laughs> Indeed. All right. And with that, folks, you will hear us when you hear us. On the next episode of... The, the King, King Kong, Kong Minutes. Minutes. Bye, everyone.